Chris Bogue, welcome. Uh, you, you're in sales. Uh, Correct. You began using video in sales, and now you teach video in sales. So mm -hmm. what was the motivation for that journey? So I kind of wound up here by happenstance. I've done a lot of sales and customer success in Chicago for the past 10 years. And COVID happened, and I was selling to universities at the time. I was selling artificial intelligence-based discussion software. And um, all these universities were just kind of blindsided by the transition to video. They are by definition, institutions that are designed to move very slow with lots of layers of bureaucracy. And they didn't have a choice. They all had to get on video and all these elite institutions had to start doing everything remotely. And I realized that all of a sudden, the years I had of training, uh, I did a lot of training over at Chicago's Second City. Um, so learning how to write sketch comedy. I had my own improv group uh, that did sketch comedy. We did a weekly show every week. So I, I got very used to churning out material, being on camera, doing web series. And my company, uh, they adopted this very expensive platform that does video. And I wasn't the top rep on the team, admittedly, um, but I was when we started video selling. All of a sudden, I was able to crank out 50 videos in an afternoon, and our top sellers were lucky if they got five videos out in a month. And I realized that the reason why people don't make video is a combination of two things. It's stage fright or writer's block. Either you're too nervous, you're, you're afraid to put your image out there, you think it's going to look stupid, or you don't know what to say. Um, people are already awkward on the phone. They're already awkward in transactional conversations. And now you got to sit there by yourself and like talking to your phone. Like, what do you say? You know, um, where it's like it, I found it was a lot easier to find the words. And I found that cold outreach got a lot easier because now instead of calling people out of the blue and asking for a 30 second pitch, I could just send them a pitch. And then if they watched it, I could call them. And now when I get on the phone with them, it's like they already know me. You know, um, and yeah, I noticed this is where everything is going. I noticed that a lot of companies are just behind this trend. They're scared to embrace it, um, especially like, you know, if you run your own business, like private practitioners, uh, I work with, you know, therapists and lawyers and doctors and all these people who own their own businesses and there's no video on their website and their Instagram has three posts because they can't find the words or they can't bring themselves to just get on camera. Um, so that's what I do now. I help businesses uh, update their processes to include video, and I work with individuals to help them shoot and record video uh, that'll you know drive new revenue and drive new customers. And I make funny stuff that teaches everybody how to sell on video. I have a YouTube channel, um, and I am also on TikTok. You can follow me on TikTok at Chris Sells His Soul. So I've kind of drank the Kool-Aid. I jumped 100% into video. And it's been wonderful. So let's talk about those people, uh, those real people who have the problems and who are worried. About a year ago, I was sitting at a live event that I was speaking at and listening to somebody else and just was sat down to another attendee next to me and was uh, chatting away. What do you do? Oh, he worked at a university. He was a lecturer. And what do I do? Oh, video. And then he told me, he said, oh, look, we just got this email the other day saying that you need to turn up in, uh, you know, it's about three weeks time at that B block 
room 14 where you will be delivering for three hours, you know, six sessions of, of your material uh, in recorded sessions and just be there. So no support, no, no, uh, you know, gently bringing, you know, or training to help us get up to the stage. Just you will be there. And he was so worried about it. So I, I, I use him as is like my, my mental benchmark. So within sales, um, paint a picture of what a sales is. It is is it a is it physically a sales office? Who are these people? Are there is there leadership in in a corner? Are there rows of 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 people? How old are these these people? Where, what were you seeing was a problem that you thought that you could fix with video? So there's a number of different problems. Um, one of them is that sales organizations are still run like they're in the 1970s, right? So it's like, can you make 100 cold dials? And, um, you know, people haven't figured out a process for video yet. And it's just like anything. If you don't make time for it, if you don't have an economical system, the work isn't going to get done. So um, the biggest problem is that they don't teach this in business school yet. They don't teach you how to go set up videos. Um, and admittedly, I had to fail a lot at it, right? And you learn in, uh, the tricks of the trade, right? Um, you sell the meeting, not the product, right? Your job isn't to go up there and feature dump. Um, because honestly, like, you know, if you're doing video right, you are looking straight into the camera, you are saying the person's name, and usually one line that is personalized to them. And the fact that you are a living, breathing person looking straight at them, speaking to them is powerful. And you want to present yourself in a way that quickly speaks to their values or speaks to their goals or speaks to a problem you know they have, and then have an option so they can click to meet you. And, you know, I just kind of realized that everybody in sales is doing it backwards, right? Because you, you often have very young sales teams, right? These are people in their 20s who are making these cold calls. And you've got these sales managers who are just you know, busting their chops all day long to get them to make 100 dials. And then on the 99th dial, when the guy finally picks up, they're exhausted and they're exasperated and they can't find the words and they fumble around and they don't get the sale. Whereas I kind of just flipped it backwards. So you get on camera, you get comfortable, you figure out exactly what you want to say. And now the version of you that that stranger is going to get is a polished, relaxed, comfortable version of yourself saying the words that you chose to say. And, um, you know, the, the business I have is rather new, but what gets companies on board is when I point out to them that their 20-year-olds on their sales team are actually better at doing it my way, right? Because they're all on TikTok, they're all on Instagram. If you give them a camera and say, go make a 30-second video, they know how to do it. That is less scary for them than jumping on the phone and, you know, cold dialing people on their cell phones or whatever. Um, but people are just hesitant to change, you know, and, and that's, that's always the challenge in sales, right? The easiest thing for a person to do is whatever they were doing yesterday. And yesterday they were making calls and you know what it is actually, Julian? Um, people don't value creative work. And especially in the United States, there's this thought that you go and you do business during the day and you do your creative work you know, on your lunch break, or you do it on the weekends, or you do it at nighttime. And if you want to embrace video selling, you need to 
make time for script writing and shooting and editing. And that means you have to take time away from the phones. You know, and I'm not even telling people that they can't cold call anymore. You have to use the phone, um, but you have to dedicate a few hours a week to this. And you have to have KPIs and you have to be holding yourself to a certain level of output. So what point in the sales cycle is video effective? Because one of the problems I'm, I'm interested to in talking about what are the problems of video? Where can video go wrong for you? And since I've been um, trying to understand sales better, because I don't come from a sales background. I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm hopeless at sales. <laughs> so uh, in trying to understand the, the structure of how, how sales works in an organization, uh, I've been talking to other people. And one of the things that they've been saying is just what you were saying there is you have a sales manager who's on you to make a number of calls. Now, if you're going to put video into there and outreach with video, then people are talking about then how can I effectively can uh, uh, chunk my video you know, or do one session where I can record a whole lot of videos in one go and then cut them down and then send those out. And so... It's losing the authenticity and the uh, that personal touch. And I think there's a danger in that. And when I say I think, I don't know. I think that there's a danger in that. So the way that I use video effectively within my own process is I don't outreach with video or I do it very selectively, but I pre prefer to use video in maybe the second or the third stage of, of contact to really bang, to bring in, you know, this is who I am. People can get a measure of me. Um, just discuss that. Okay. Well, so the more I'm doing this and the more I'm studying these video companies, these companies that actually make solutions for sales teams to embed video into Gmail and into LinkedIn, video should be used throughout the entire process. So I'll tell you about my process and how I keep it personal, even though I'm doing mass outreach, right? Now, what I'm doing is a little bit more sophisticated than what I coach people to do. When I'm coaching teams to do this, I'm teaching them how to use either uh, just like their phone and YouTube, um, or most sales teams have implemented something, a program like Vidyard or BombBomb or Drift or um, these, these videos that allow you to very quickly, the second you hit the stop button, you begin recording another one. So you can just do it back to back to back and you can really create a large quantity of videos uh, in a small amount of time. For that, I recommend use a script. Use a script. You use a script, you change one line every time because again, this is 30 seconds, right? So you want to get to the point, you want to introduce yourself, you want to say one thing that's going to let that person know you know who they are and you've learned about who they are and then you give them the invitation to, to um, reach out to you. So what I'm doing is a little bit more sophisticated because I use Adobe Premiere Pro, um, but I make videos and my videos, no matter who they go out to, 95% of the video is the same every time. However, I do one long take where I record 50 different intros um, and uh, I use it as the first touch point because I kind of have to startle them to get their attention. Um, let's say you had a website that did not have any video on it. You would receive a video from me and the thumbnail of the video would be you and I together. I put myself on their website and if you click that video, the first scene is me on your website. The background of my video is your website. And I go, hey, Julian, my name is Chris Bogue. I'm reaching out because I'm on your website and I noticed there's no video here. 
uh, your show is called Video for All, so I thought it might be good for us to get in touch. And then it goes into my pitch. You see me. I'm, uh, I make them very um, friendly. I make them very funny. Um, again, the sketch comedy chops really come in handy. Um, but I have a mentor who's a YouTube star, and he gave me kind of a horrifying statistic because he has to get people from all over the world to watch his videos. And he told me, every 15 seconds, you're in danger of losing your audience. Um, you want something to change. You want there to be a camera angle or maybe some text appears um, or a, you know, a cutaway shot or music or um, every 15 seconds maximum, you gotta give your audience something else. And if, if you watch my videos, they're very playful, but they jump around, they get straight to the point. Um, you know, I throw a, a comedic bit in there where I'm playing multiple characters and then I deliver my deliverable. What do I want from you, audience member? It's probably to click this button to set a calendar meeting with me. You do improv comedy. Uh, you're, and you seem to be very comfortable on camera and interacting with people in a non-sales situation. So what I'm saying is that you're already out there if you're trying to teach this to somebody who's in their 20s, now I remember back to my 20s, I was just, I mean, I was hiding. You would not mm -hmm. get me in front of anybody at any time. Very worried about what I, I was going to say, would it be correct, all those, perfectionism, all that, I suffered from it. So how do you then take your style, which is very engaging, I've watched some of your, your, your videos, how do you, you get how do you not scare people off if you're showing them that yeah that's a great question um so a couple things one um use the back of your camera people don't know people talk like they look at their camera like the part that you look into um the best thing you can do is flip your camera around so you're looking at the back of your camera so you're not looking at yourself so that prevents you from getting distracted by your own image there right um it is very difficult to tell a person not to be self-conscious about their appearance when they are taking video or photos of themselves and sending it directly to a stranger, right? Um, oh, wait, sorry. Hang on. Something popped up here. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, so, um, and I actually, you know, this was a point of contention with my company because they had us do a competition where it's like, who could make the most creative video? And I told them, I'm like, this is not, a talent show. This is not a beauty contest. This is an elevator pitch, you know? And if you hired me for a modeling gig, I would have to show up looking super handsome, right? But my job isn't to be a model. My job is just to tell you why the thing I'm selling could be good for you. So I tell people, flip your camera around. And especially if you're doing 50 takes out there, do it on one take. And if it's not perfect, who cares? You don't even need to watch it. If you're saying the same thing every time and switching one line, it doesn't matter. Sometimes your smile is not going to be perfect. Sometimes, you know, your neck is going to look weird and maybe it looks like you're 20 pounds heavier. Um, you don't even need to watch them. The, the fact that you are looking straight at the person and talking to them, that is what's powerful, not, you know, what you're specifically saying and um you know in directing shows i've done a lot of improv workshops i know the thing that you do is you get people relaxed right so if i'm in person we play some improv games we get everybody relaxed um i create a very non-judgmental zone and when i'm coaching people i actually coach them 
remotely. And what I do is I shut off my camera, right? So they can't see me. I can see them, but they can't see me. And I just have them relax. And I just tell them, don't try to punctuate any words. Um, you know, just look straight at the camera and just read it. And they do a read. And then if they're a little uptight, you know, maybe I get them talking, I get them a little bit looser. We do a couple takes until they feel comfortable. And then, you know, if you pay me for my services, I edit it and I caption it and I watermark it for you. Um, so, you know, we do that. Uh, the person gets to do as many takes as they want. I just leave the tape running. Um, and then we get a couple good ones. And, you know, maybe you're... You know, it's usually like three videos I do. So maybe it's like your cold intro, maybe it's a cold follow up, and maybe it's like a one personalized one to like a target you've been really trying to find. Um, but you know, my style was influenced not only by the Second City, but by a really obscure um, school of thought in Chicago known as neo futurism. Uh, there's a show in Chicago that's been running for about three decades now called Too Much Light Makes the Baby Go Blind. And, um, the idea is it's 30 plays in 60 minutes. So again, super quick kind of stuff. Um, it's satirical, it's dramatic, it's funny. It is a range of things, kind of like what my show is. And uh, on that stage, you're not allowed to play a character. It's hyper honesty. And the whole idea is you go out there as your neutral self and tell the truth. Tell the, tell the honest truth about literally everything. And the goal is to take the audience on an experience with you. Uh, and if you watch the show, that's a lot of what I'm doing is I'm just, instead of telling them about a high pressure situation, I just start in the middle of a high pressure situation. So they're identifying with me. And, um, you know, I'm kind of running on the Sesame Street principle, which is if you can keep someone's attention, you can educate them. You know, or in my case, you can influence them. If if I'm doing something funny and I'm, or if I'm just doing something natural, again, it doesn't have to be funny. I don't even tell people they have to smile. Um, if you do nothing but smile, you look fake. People don't trust you, you know? Um, I'm trying to get them to look like they are just sitting in their living room because the person you're selling to is sitting in their living room too, you know? And um, you can actually do a lot more with, with less and the, the simpler you are, um, the more authentic your, your performance comes and the more likely the person actually is to click the thumbnail and say, oh, wow, this, this guy really just turned on his camera and started talking to me. I should probably give him a listen. See, what you've just described there is, I mean, that's very advanced techniques. Uh, and, you know, your, your journey into this is you, you have dived into this because you've obviously, this interests you, this gets you up in the morning. It's, it's exciting. The, mm -hmm. the person who is in a sales team who uh, their, their boss comes up and says, hey, guys, we're going to use video now. Uh, this is, you know, so this is, I think that my job is to do this, is to walk into businesses and get people to uncross their arms because this uh -huh. is what people are doing. It's just this resistance to, I don't want to use this. It's change. It's new technology. It's all these things that I never signed up for. And really, one, I mean, I've found in my own personal experience is that when people have made roughly about 10 videos, and when I say that, I mean, for some people it can be two or three, others it might be 20, but it's not 100. You don't mm -hmm. need a massive amount of videos to go, oh, <laughs> it's not what I thought it was. It's not, it, I don't have to be as perfect, it's not as hard. Uh, it's just a far easier process. So, when you're in your right, so where do you get most most of your clients from? 
is do do you uh, are you outreaching and 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 selling this service mm-hmm. or are people coming to you and they're already ready they've made that decision that i need to get on board with video so it's both um i do a considerable amount of outreach you're i mean i'm a sales guy by training so um 99% of mental health professionals in chicago don't have video on their website, right? And I'm a friendly guy. So it's not that hard for me to chat people up and just be like, hey, let's shoot some video. It can be super simple. Um, you know, I charge a lot less than a videographer um, because, again, I have all the scripts already. You know, I have scripts that other mental health professionals have used. I have scripts that sales professionals and consultants have used. So um, part of the package that you're getting when you hire me is a custom script writing session, right? So I come in there and say, hey, here's the templates I use what are you saying on the phone that works you know and again we're not reinventing the wheel here that sales guy knows what language already works on the phone he knows what language gets a meeting right um so we do the script writing session so it doesn't sound like me it sounds like them just talking the way they normally talk um and you know the the interesting thing about sales teams is once you've developed a library of video content you don't have to show up as yourself anymore And here's what I mean by that. So when I was working with universities, I learned that there is a certain type of professor who comes from another country, often Asian countries, and uh, they come to the United States and they change their name because their name, they want to make their name easier for like white people like me to pronounce, right? Um, Those types of professors never opened my emails and they never set meetings with me. My account manager, however, uh, her name is Grace, and she speaks fluent Mandarin. And um, I got her to record a short video for me, just saying, hi, I'm Grace. I work personally with all the professors here at USC. I'd love to meet you. Here's my calendar link. And all of a sudden, those professors that changed their names, the ones that never, ever, ever took my meetings, started watching the videos, and they started setting meetings. I had a young mentee. He was a young black man. he had white bosses and he wanted to connect with professors by talking to them about race and his white bosses didn't really know what to do with them. And, you know, I told him, I'm like, I can't, I can't relate to you on what it's like being black, but you know who can black professors. So he gets on camera, he speaks straight to the camera. And now that black professor who maybe would have ignored my email sees someone talking directly to them and now all of a sudden i have their attention for 30 seconds and um you know sometimes you've got 20 year olds and they're selling these complicated technical solutions and they have no engineering expertise at all and all you need is 15 seconds of your top engineering guy being like hey i'm the engineering guy i built this myself and now you can show up in that person's inbox with some credibility you know you can flex that tech that tech muscle even though you, the seller, don't possess that knowledge. You know, you just show up in the inbox as whoever on the team is most likely to be able to catch their attention. Do you think that might be one of the reasons that younger salespeople say in their 20s is the fact that they know that they haven't got that much life experience or detailed industry experience? And in if you're on the phone, you can, you know, maybe, you know, like... Uh, you can hide that fact because mm. a voice is a voice. You can't, sometimes you can't tell. 
uh, whereas in video, it, it it highlights or you know demasks you. You know, you know the old emperor has no clothes sort of syndrome. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you think that that could be a, a, a reality? So that is an issue. However, I do tell them like it is this weird trick where if you have someone, if you want to make someone look really smart on camera have their face be large and filling up the whole screen. And if you want them to look less smart, put them far away from the camera so they look small. Um, so I tell them, like, you know, like I mentioned, my, my account manager in my last job, she was self-conscious at first. And I was like, I had to let her know. I'm like, hey, these college professors, they want to be you. You've, like, to them, you are this young person working at this tech company. Like, you don't realize the credibility you have just showing up on camera introducing yourself you know and um that's the thing i've I learned and again it took me a long time to learn this uh, but like people they think they have to go write this oscar winning script and really it's just you know hi my name is so and so i noticed whatever about you and here's why i think we should meet here's my calendar link let me know if you're free later on we'll have a short chat Bye. And like, that's it, you know? And if you're using software where you can track your opens, you know, if I'm going through and I see one person watched my video eight times, that person's going on my call list because that means I'm in their head. I got through to them. You know, I, they're, they're thinking about me. And um, I don't know, it clarifies. And, and again, I like all these sales guys, you know, like, they talk a big game about, oh, 100 dials this, 50 emails that. Nobody ever hits their numbers. There's always just a very small amount of people who can actually hit that number. And often it's the people who are failing. The people who are like, they're not, they're not anywhere close to their quota. They're just dialing the phone a bunch so they don't get yelled at by their boss. And it's like, once you have a short dynamic video, suddenly you don't have to think of the email copy anymore. You could just be like, hey, Julian, I made a video for you. Let me know if you're interested in chatting on Friday. That's your email there. Now it's now your job is simpler, right? Um, it's you know, just of, like, oh, God, sorry, go on. No, I guess so one of the things, just to what you were talking about uh, earlier, uh, about that woman, uh, uh, the Chinese woman who jumped on the, the, the camera, is... Mm -hmm. So many people are really impressed just that you have got over this barrier yourself that you are presenting on camera because deep down so many people want to. It's like we would all love to be that person who could get up and give the confident speech at a wedding or stand up and state our case, you know, in, in at a team meeting. But we don't. For all these reasons, we don't like public speaking. And and video is actually worse than public speaking because it has all the same inherent fears, plus the added disadvantage is you have to watch yourself back again uh, a, mm -hmm. a lot of times. So just turning up on video, actually, uh, it's strange. It just inspires people. Uh, quite often to reach out and connect with you because you've 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 triggered something emotional within them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, this is part of the reason why I work like consulting with people, right? Because it seems like a simple thing. You could just take out your phone and do it, but sometimes you really do just need someone's help, or you need someone to say, no, it's okay, this works, <laughs> you know, like this is this is how you do it. 
And um, yeah, it, for, you know, in the case of like, if you're thinking about a mental health professional or something, um, you know, they're not going to be a YouTube star. They're not going to go out there and make video all the time. All they're getting from me is the direction and the script writing and the editing and the captioning so they can make one compelling video of themselves. Um, there are so many mental health professionals on Instagram who have three posts. It is three stock photos, something inspirational on it. And, um, you know, I'm a big advocate for mental health. I, um, I had a rough COVID to say the least and my, and seeing a mental health professional and just talking through what I was going through was like super helpful for me. It is a nightmare in the United States to sign up for any sort of health professionals services. Um, the pricing is very confusing. It's very confusing for people's insurance to cover it. They, there's a lot of questions. Will this be covered or not? And most people who've gone to a therapist have had a bad experience. I had a couple of bad experiences over the course of 10 years. And then I finally found someone I could feel comfortable with. Um, but it is my belief that if mental health professionals put themselves out there and they took that first step to say, hello, I'm not a scary person. I'm not going to make you feel judged. Um, if you're drinking too much, if your relationship isn't in a great spot, if you've gone through trauma, you can feel safe with me. You can, you can come here and I'll listen to you and I'll, I'll take you seriously. Um, so few mental health professionals are willing to do that. And the ones that do have profiles that say not accepting new clients because they're all booked up. Um, it is such a thing where it's like, it is just looking at the camera and being an open person, you don't have to say much. But if you do say anything, you've said more than what most people say. I want to talk just briefly about taking so uh, your video to the next level. Whereas, okay, uh, you've got over, you've, you're now making uh, simple personal video messages, as you've been mm -hmm. describing. If people go and look in your YouTube channel, uh, there's some very good examples of what I think is how you can just learn some basic filmmaking language, which is most people already know, uh, but they don't know that they know it because, you know, we've all grown up since children watching the language of film and, and video. Uh, we understand it, we respond to it, we just don't know that we know it. And as an example, you've got some videos on there where you have you take on the role of yourself and another character and you change uh, uh, costumes and you have a dialogue back and forth with yourself uh, and it uses one technique in, and, and that's a cut. <laughs> it's a cut so you, and you and at the cut, there's this magical thing that happens. You turn into this other person yet, we just sit there and accept that this is reality because we've grown up with this magic language that we all know, but we don't know that we we know. So uh, I think it's very instructional to go and have a look at a couple of your videos, just how uh, you can, they're very engaging. And actually when I was watching them, I was thinking, you know, the simplicity of production value and ease is really basic, but very powerful because I was comparing it to how I felt when I first saw Top Gun. 
the original Top Gun with Tom Cruise. <laughs> now, the opening of that is hundreds of millions of dollars of, you know, of Navy aircraft carriers and fighter jets and good-looking people and amazing music. It's so engaging. But I was just as engaged in watching a series of your videos for six or seven minutes. And the production and the production cost was maybe a hundred dollars. I don't know, you know, like it it wasn't much. So uh, just talk to that for a moment about the about you don't need big production value. Yeah, so actually one of the big inspirations for why I started this company and why I took this pivot in my career was actually a study on the 2020 US election. It was a group of researchers and they were trying to answer the question, what is the most effective campaign ad? Like what is the best way to get a person to change their mind, right? And they found that it didn't matter if it was a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter, the most effective campaign videos were the ones where it was just a person talking straight to the camera. And if they were too flashy, if they had too many super slick 3D graphics and looked too much like a Hollywood movie, people didn't trust it. But the ads that were just like, I'm a voter and this is why I'm voting for Donald Trump or this is why I'm voting for Joe Biden, that was the one. If and again, it's a very difficult thing to do to change someone's mind. And that's what a salesperson's job is, right? To get someone to do something that they've never done before. Sign up for this thing that they don't have. Um, so yeah, if you want to get someone to do that, the best thing you can do is just talk straight to them. And that is the principle I run on in my show, is that I'm always talking straight to the audience. Um, you know, again, these are some of the tricks that I learned from working in theater for so long, but you have to establish goodwill with the audience. The audience needs to know that you like them and they need to feel like they're in on the joke with you. And part of the fun that comes from my show is when I'm looking straight at the camera and I'm reading my narration, it feels very confident. Um, I'm saying these things that I'm very sure of and, you know, I'm making direct eye contact the whole time. So it's very convincing. And then because sales is such an interpersonal thing and a messy thing, um, I throw into a scene that's often very awkward, um, where it's very human and maybe it's a little uncomfortable. Maybe my boss is yelling at me. Maybe I'm like trying to close a customer and they're being put off at me. Um, Whatever it is, now I've thrown them into this very real situation. And that's where some of the fun is. Is like I give this lesson and then we jump into the middle of the scene and the audience sits there and thinks, oh my God, what would I say here? Um, you know, an example is I, I took on, I don't know if you saw um, Martin Scorsese's movie, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Uh, I, I did one, this actually just hit my TikTok um, recently, but I did the scene where uh, it's sell me this pen, you know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character just gives a random pen to someone and they have to sell it on the spot. And I went on YouTube and I watched 20 different videos where it's some sales guy blabbering on and on and on about how you should think about this exercise and this and this and that. And I like to just jump in. You're just in the middle of there. And then the guy's looking straight at you and he's sticking the pen in your face saying, sell this right now. And he's swearing at you and they're bleeping it out. And the audience thinks like, Oh God, what, how would I sell this pen? What would I do? And then the fun is they get to kind of 
sit in my my shoes and now I'm kind of playing the role of the everyman, you know, trying to figure out his way through a difficult situation. And by the end, you feel kind of like you've gone on a little emotional journey with me. And now you've learned something too. Now you learned, oh, okay, I guess that's an interesting way I could conceivably approach a problem like this. And one other thing I've noticed in your videos is that you have one point and one learning in in that video. So you pose a question at the start, you answer the question in a fun way, and then you're out. Yeah, you can't expect too much from a person. I I am very, I don't hold it against my audience if they don't watch the video. <laughs> you know, if I look at my watch rate and it's low, that means I wasn't compelling enough. And, um, I, you know, I'll hear salespeople all the time say, oh, you know, they'll get angry at the person they're trying to sell to. And they're like, this guy said we weren't do that, but I totally said that. And he just wasn't paying attention. And I'm like, hey, if they're not paying attention, that's your fault. <laughs> you know, it's like the comedian who says, oh, I was hilarious, but the stupid audience didn't get the joke. It's like, okay, well, the audience is the audience. So if they didn't laugh, that means the joke didn't work. And, you know, when you've done enough stand-up, you learn sometimes the joke, you just switch one word out and all of a sudden the punchline lands, you know, or you change the timing a little bit. Um, but yeah, if you notice something isn't working, you have to make it more compelling or, you know, you have to maybe, maybe there was some, maybe you're talking about something the audience didn't care about. You know, so you got to think like, who is watching this video and what would they want to see and how can I give them that? And again, I'm a sales guy. So I always, anytime I send a communication, I want them to do one thing, one call to action, you know? So um, my thought is like, if this is going to be an educational uh, endeavor, which it is, I noticed that business training materials are generally not very funny and not very entertaining. So I wanted to make that, but it's like, yeah, you watch the video. If you learn one thing, I have done my job. You know, that's all I want to do is teach you one thing. And maybe, maybe you had a laugh. Maybe I got you thinking. Maybe I got you feeling something you didn't expect to feel. Um, but that's how I make it stick. So, Chris, if people want to work with you, what's the best way that they can connect with you? They should visit ChristopherBogue.com. Um, that's where you can watch all my videos. That's where you can check out all my training packages and my video packages. Um, again, I have three different packages that I sell uh, right now. One for sellers and entrepreneurs called the Seller Secret Weapon. Um, one that's called the Human Touch. So that's for people who own their own practice. Um, that's a, a social package. So you also get a vertical video for Instagram and TikTok that have like colorful center aligned larger captions. Uh, and then there's the Ensemble, the corporate training program. So that's if you want to hire me to help you implement a video process. Uh, and, you know, it's fun. I do like a, we do a afternoon of improv games with your team. We get everybody nice and loose. Everybody gets to do like about five minutes in front of the camera. Uh, and then I edit all the videos together. So you've got, you know, a library for each of your team members. And now you've also got a compilation video where everybody's voice is in there. So everyone on your team gets to be heard. And now everybody has strategic sales content that they can use in their templates. So ChristopherBogue.com or uh, follow me on TikTok at Chris Sells His Soul. Hey, thanks, Chris. It's been an enlightening discussion. Glad we had it. Yes. Thank you so much, Julian. This was so much fun. I'm really glad you invited me to be here.